Hey there, this is the Let's Make It Awkward podcast, where we unpack all those awkward in-between moments of being a young adult. So tune in to hear from the dynamic besties as we unpack everything you've probably been thinking about and more. Enjoy! Welcome back to another episode of Let's Make It Awkward. The we're, first episode. Woo, we're Woo. so pumped to be back um, for our first episode to kick off our season. Um, we hope that y'all are as hyped as we are. And we're just going to dive right into today's topic. So we felt the best way to kick off this season was to talk about drum roll adult friendship we felt like it made the most sense considering that's basically half the reason that we're doing this podcast because we're all friends and we hope that you have the same best types of friendships that we have so we thought we'd break it down for y'all give you a little peek into our world how we be rolling through the triangle and um yeah that's really what today's gonna be about love that i'm so excited so we're just gonna jump into the stories that everybody has been waiting for which is honestly how we met so you know cue romantic rom-com intro music because can you hear the birds chirping like (laughs) the hearts fluttering you really need to know where all of our love stories stem from. So we're going to go chronological order from who knows each other, who met each other first. And like, obviously has known each other the longest and then like all of the pairings. So there's three of us, obviously. So we'll kick it off with Chelsea and Lainey. I'll get us started. I feel like I really got the ball rolling with all of this. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Okay, go for it. Talk it through. (laughs) So Lainey and I met our first year of college um, and did not become friends until our last year of college. (laughs) And that's not because we had any beef or anything. (laughs) No, it just wasn't our timing. Yeah. We were talking about this recently because we were like, everything happens at the time that it's supposed to happen. And Chelsea and I were in very different places in our life, our first year of college, and even probably until our last year of college, um, we ended up being friends of friends for the entirety of college. We knew each other's name. We were at like dinners together, birthday parties together, but we didn't really interact that much. We actually went on a weekend trip. Oh my gosh, we went to Nashville <laughs> we together. Did. Before we were even friends. It was a small group. There were four of us. Mm-hmm. So Chelsea and I were two, and yet we probably spoke like five words. Yeah, very little <laughs> words to, to one another. But small talk. It was all, all, all small talk. Mm-hmm. It was like, we're in the same major. What do you think about this class? It's just like boring stuff that we can't even match talking about now. But fast forward fast to forward. senior year and we get thrown into multiple classes together, spending all Tuesday and Thursday together. And how do you not become friends? I with mean, someone? just fall in love. <laughs> <laughs> so easy with the two of us. But it truly, I think like we kind of realized we needed that amount of time just with our personalities. I'm someone who I like take a while to open up and to like really get to know people. I love asking people questions and getting to know them, but I'm not as easy to just opening up and like being transparent. And Chelsea was someone who like needed those questions, needed that kind of like guidance, but then also pushed me by being vulnerable and just being open in her in and of herself to allow me to feel comfortable to do that too. Wow. True love. True love. I'm telling you. (laughs) Easy peasy. So Lainey and I become great friends, best friends, if you will. Oh my gosh. And the title. (laughs) Put a label on it. Defining the relationship. (laughs) DTR. (laughs) 
Um, and so senior year, we're trying to figure out what's next. I ended up getting a fellowship through um, our college and was sticking around for another year and was not even thinking about trying to figure out who to live with, <laughs> if I should get an apartment. I had not thought that far ahead and I got a nice little Facebook message from the one and only Lexi asking me if I want to meet up for coffee to get to know each other and just figure out like what our plans are for the next year. Um, and I think my love language is coffee. So that was, <laughs> that was a good first message. Indeed. I, I genuinely, I remember like finding you on Facebook and I was like, I have nothing to lose but my dignity in this. <laughs> and that's not much. Okay. <laughs> I was like, shoot your shot. No, but I think I'd asked around on your Facebook, we had enough mutual friends that I could tell which crowd at Elon you ran in with. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And I agree, like just because we had coffee did not mean we were friends yet on my side. <laughs> oh, I distinctly remember the line where Lexi said, even if we live together, we don't have to be like really good friends or anything. Like I just need us to coexist well in this space together. And in that moment, I was like, the last thing I do, if it is the last thing I do, this girl will be my friend. <laughs> Chelsea takes the cake on that one. Cause hook line sinker. <laughs> Got her. Yeah. And got her signed a contract to live with me another year. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> but no, I think, you know, from that first coffee, I, I know the moment that I was like, okay, I can really trust this girl. And it was when we were house hunt, well, we were like apartment hunting. <laughs> and that's a really like stressful situation to be going through with a stranger. And like, we, we needed to get a place that was like, promptly after we graduated like there was no time so we're in the middle of senior year or like at the end of senior year and trying to figure all this out and it was that like initial communication that we had we were in the car driving like a bunch of apartments I'm stressed she's stressed we don't really know each other like that and you just have to be like completely frank with somebody if you like the place or not and like you also have no idea what your needs are and so I just remember in the car like Chelsea was just super transparent and open with me. And I was like, cool, I could work with this. Like, this is good vibes. Like that's, that's a hard thing to find is someone who like off the bat. And so it was that conversation went really, really well. Then like, obviously senior year we graduated. And then it was when we were unpacking the kitchen. <laughs> we were unpacking the kitchen. And that was like the first time we really got to like, like just chat with each other about like what our lives were like, which is crazy to think that like we really moved in together as strangers. And no, no background for you. Like talk about risking for the biscuit. And we just like unpacked the kitchen and just like got to chatting and the vibes were there. And I felt like from that point on, it was like, I got your back, you got mine. I think it is one of the, it is so crazy to think about when you decide, like when you first met someone and then when you're like looking back and now knowing how much you know about someone to try to wrap your mind around how little you knew about them, but you still somehow know that you're going to get along with them, mm -hmm. that this is going to be a good thing. Like we're going to live together well, we can, you know, like hang out as we're moving everything and It'll all be fine. Like it won't be a bad situation. We hope, we pray. It's like always fingers crossed. Yeah. Look at the two of you now. Right. I feel like I have this sense of, I just know when I want to, or like I'm going to be friends with someone. And I think a part of that comes out and I love connecting people. And so I had two amazing friends on either side of me. And I was like, Next thing that I have to do is make these two people <laughs> friends. And so Lexi Laney and I all started hanging out. It wasn't often though. Like I, the first time I met Lexi, I think you guys had been in your fellowship program for like a month, month and a half. 
and I went to spend the night and just hang out with Chels and like like we went out to dinner and I like had gone to the apartment before dinner and had been like oh where's your roommate and I think you were like out of town or you were like doing something classic Lexi out of town what a shock what a shock (laughs) Um, (laughs) um and then we went to dinner and then we came back and you were home and I was like oh my gosh like it wasn't, I don't even know what I was feeling. It wasn't that I was nervous because I was like, I don't have to be friends with this girl, but like, it's just a new person. Like, this is the girl who's living with my best friend. Like I have to get to know her. But as Lexi always says for a long time to her, I was Chelsea's friend. And to me, she was Chelsea's roommate. Like there wasn't <laughs> anything that was like bonding us together aside from Chelsea. And we were seeing each other so infrequently, like we went to a Durham Bulls game, but it was like a large group together. And like, there were just all of these moments, but I think the moment for me where I was like, this girl and I are going to get along, we do get along, was this one November when there it was still a larger group, but we went to a Mexican restaurant for lunch. We had like this whole weekend planned. We were like a girl gang forever. Um, and we went to this Mexican restaurant Lexi and I are sitting at like the end of the booth and so there are like all the other people sitting next to us and Lexi just starts asking questions and I start answering them and asking questions back to her and we're just building off and going off and all of a sudden we realize the people our friends next to us are quiet and we're just some completely absorbed in our own conversation about like how work is going like how all the transitions are happening and what we see for our goals and dreams and like just converse like a conversation that I hadn't had I think with someone that I didn't know well for a really long time and that's what you and I do so well together is just like get into it very quickly like we don't waste any time we all of a sudden know like when I ask you one question we're getting the full answer and I'm about to ask you that question right back yep yeah I with, there's no detail you left unturned in that I agree that I, I was out of town and I can't even remember where I was but I just remember getting back back to like I wasn't home y'all were together because I'm pretty sure Chelsea texted me and was like, hey, my friend Lainey is coming over because, you know, she was super great about that. And I had heard about you before. And I think that's interesting that like when you know somebody because Chelsea is the like the keystone arch for it was like, I knew about Lainey because Chelsea would be like, oh, my friend Lainey who, you know, had these big plans, you know, was we don't, we didn't yeah. know if she was going to stay or not. Now she's back. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm super excited about them. Like, I'm super excited. Here, super excited. That's great. Like, <laughs> but she also had like other friends she would tell me about too. So it's like, oh, cool. Like Lainey's like she's Lainey's one friend. of. Mm-hmm. I do remember came me back and I kind of just like, I never knew what to do. And this took Chelsea and I a long time of like, when somebody else had their friends over, like, was it their game? Like, do you go and you just get, like, because we're both, we're both just so awkward. We're like, so I just remember standing at my doorway, just being like, hey. Yes, yes. I, we walked in and I was like, kind of peeking. I was like, is Lexi here? Like, are we going to engage? And then you just like popped out and you're like, I'm back and I'm unpacking. Like, hello, everybody. And then we started talking about books. And that was, I think, the real thing for the two of us. And that, I don't even know how we got on that, but I remember being like, oh, cool vibes. But Lainey's absolutely correct in that. Like for a while, I was just like, oh, that's Chelsea's friends. You just don't know how to like unpack or intertwine those two. And you don't, if it's not your friend that you're actively seeking time to hang out with, it's really hard to say like how much accessibility do I have to that person to get to know? So we did do that girls weekend. And I feel like so much happened. <laughs> a lot a lot that doesn't need to be said yeah still to this day unpacking being like did you know that that happened but it was it was in the Mexican restaurant but like we just kind of honed in and when you find a pace and cadence with somebody that can't be replicated and then Mm -hmm. I would say like what really was solidified was Charlottesville Charlottesville (laughs) which was in January so like not a couple like a couple months afterwards so and then that was like that skyrocketed I just remember parking back into our house and we were like so we're in this thing called life together for a while (laughs) it was like same time next weekend we'll be back (laughs) 
and it was it was really from there I just think like things snowballed so quickly where it was like no longer was it like oh Charles like what are you doing sometimes but then like if it it was like a bigger plan it was like oh do you and Lexi want to come and do this but still like I was still making plans through Chels mm-hmm. to be with all three of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because that was the birth of the Beanie Brigade. That's right. And I think that's key. Like when you finally are kind of like, can I text you? Like, is that cool? Yeah. Is that weird? But Chelsea, you have had to carry that kind of like the planning of like everything of like, hey, we're all going to hang out. Is that cool? So how does that feel for you? Um, I think that is one of my favorite things to do is bring my people together. So it was never, I don't know, it was never like a burden for me or anything like that. I think it was always, it just like came naturally that after Charlottesville, especially it was just made sense that we would all be hanging out together. And now I'm like, can you two get out of our three-person group chat and text each other on your own because I haven't seen the Bachelor episode that you're talking about. <laughs> we monopolize that group chat sometimes. <laughs> and it's often just because we're on it at the same time. And we're I'm never on it. We can't stop. It's fine. It's fine. And then she goes back and starts emphasizing <laughs> But does it add any new content? Because you've left nothing to be added. (laughs) I'm like, I could go on rants about the TV shows, the like random events that have happened in our society recently over and over again. Yeah. It's just great. But I think that begs the question. Oh, so that really wasn't that long ago. Like we went to Charlottesville the beginning of- Officially a year ago. Yeah, literally, literally, it was MLK weekend. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, and then here we are a year out, so the awkward question begs, how is it going? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it is such a strange time because we've been disconnected in the, like, early stages of this, like, group friendship that we're all in in a lot of ways, but then there are also so many moments where then when we're together, like a we're so seeking connection and just like deep intimate relationships because that's lacking in our lives and we're all three so good at that like that's a big priority for all of us but then it's also like then when we're together if we haven't seen each other for a while or like Lexi's been like at home in Texas for some for like months at a time or like when quarantine happened and like we literally could not see each other because of the mandates or just like wanting to be safe and all the things um then when we do come together and it's like been a while it's just like drinking from a fire hydrant like we like (laughs) can't get enough and Lexi and I stay up until like 3 a.m and Charles is asleep (laughs) (laughs) so it's like been such a strange time and I think there have been like benefits to that and also definitely things that we've missed just in being like 23 years old and like making drunken mistakes or something you know like going out in public and making a fool of ourselves like we've missed some aspects of that but I think in that we've also been able to just sit down and spend an entire Labor Day weekend talking the mm-hmm. entire time having like insanely deep conversations getting to know the ins and outs of all of us how we all work and something that like we maybe not like we may have been distracted by all of the things that we could be doing yeah. or the other people we could be seeing or the vacations that we could be taking um and and I also think like just reminding us I think this whole pandemic has reminded us of like what really matters and just getting back to those basic roots yeah I think for me, the two of y'all will forever be a reminder of like, my timing is so silly. Like I, friendships or opportunities or whatever, like it, they pop up at the right time. And I feel like my friendship with both of y'all came Mm. right before two years of so much growth, so many hard things, so many weird transitions, awkward moments, and like, I don't know what that would have looked like for me without 
these friendships that I feel like have been such pivotal roles in helping me become who I am. Same. I, I think in those conversations, the reason that they've been as life-giving as they are is because we're willing to challenge each other and willing to be challenged. And like, we have to be there for each other. Like we are each other's support systems in a lot of ways. Like we're so lucky to have um, like other family, other friends, like bosses, mentors, like all of the good places of support, I think. But just knowing that at the end of the day, I could come and I know like, you all want to know all of the things about me. Like, and I have a place to say all of the things that I'm thinking and it, and inevitably we're going to go down a rabbit hole and have like the most laughs, (laughs) sometimes tears arise, like stories will be told, like nostalgic pop culture references will be made. Like it just, there's nothing that's missing in any of it. Yeah, no, I, I can't echo enough everything that y'all said. And I think the COVID was like the really where it blossomed because I know, you know, just as much as Chelsea is the gatekeeper, like to bridging Lainey and I, Lainey's like the one friend who knows Chelsea and I and like can ease the tension of all, like Chelsea and I live with each other. We see each other all day, every day. Like <laughs> seeing Lainey, like we both run to her and we're like, mom dad (laughs) (laughs) and Chelsea's like there's why do you left your dishes and Lainey gets to breathe and so like during COVID you know when we would get those like little moments of being able to hang out it was like it was everything it was really everything to kind of sustain us and in that like we I don't know and sometimes I'm like dang like to have such great friendships now like you know, man, my thirties are going to suck. I'm like, have I peaked too soon with my friendships? (laughs) Like you guys have set such a high standard. Exactly. Because it, it, it's exactly what y'all said. It's just easy, right? Like it's by no means perfect. Like we don't all have the same communication style. We don't all see the world the same way, which is exactly your point, Lainey. Like we challenge each other the perfect amount. And I think how it's going is, we've kind of gone through this really like tough thing in life. Exactly your point. Like we haven't gotten, we're kind of mourning a loss of our, a year of our twenties, which you know, we were promised like mad hype, like maximum. And we were right there. Like we got yeah. a little taste of it. Like we were, we were so out and out. Just like everywhere and nowhere at the same time. So it's like, we're kind of mourning that together. And then we're all kind of in this space together now of like, that has changed so much for all of us. Just like, what's what's next? And so now kind of having a core group to lean on during that level of uncertainty, like, it's like, oh, wow, that was all worth it. Because now I have this group when I like, don't really know what's next to go back and they know me. And so I feel like that's, that's where I'm at and end of like, oh yeah, we've, we've done the work. We've, we've, yeah, we've seen the sides. Yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah. Like we're able to reap the rewards now of everything that we, the effort that we put into it mm-hmm. because friendship is not easy. Like we're not here trying to be like, look at us. We have it so nice. It's always just like sunshines and rainbows. Like it's not like if it were too difficult, then there would be some problems and maybe we would have to grow out of some friendships. But like, there's not one part of us, I think here today saying like, look at us, see how great we are, see how great our friendships are. Like we put, we put mad effort into it purposefully and like had to learn lots of things about each other. Like what made each other tick? What made each other just like get so excited how to lift each other up? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like one aspect of that was, well, that helped me at least was like, I love talking about the Enneagram and being an Enneagram too. I'm like, how do I love people in my life to the best of my ability? Like, and I think part of that is just really deeply knowing the people around me, which I'm like, meet me and tell me your entire life story. Like, (laughs) no, skip the small talk, just... I just want to like know people so deeply and like yeah. I think that's one of my 
like core desires is just to be deeply known by the people that I love. And so I feel like in our friendships, just learning each other's love languages or learning each other's personality types or talking about our Enneagram types like that has been so good to help us know how to show up for each other, but also makes like the funny or the hard or the weird (laughs) moments even better because we're like, oh yeah, Lainey (laughs) planned an entire trip for us, made sure we got places on time, drove us there, had directions, made made reservations because she's a six and she wants the plan. And I'm like, don't make me read instructions. Don't make me think anything through. I feel like that's a good idea. But if you asked me to put pen to paper and make it happen, I'd be like, shit. Stop. I can't think about anything. I'm lost. What do I feel? What do I think? A great example. I just, I, we learned so much about each other in Charlottesville. Yeah. <laughs> And I just, Chelsea took us to a waterfall. (laughs) We were supposed to go on a hike. We were so excited about this hike that we were going to go on that like we had even gotten this. It wasn't just Googled, you know, maybe if I had Googled it, I would have figured it out, but (laughs) it had been told to us from like a trusted source. It was like the quarry, the quarry of Charlottesville is so wonderful. And we drive over. It's like a beautiful drive. I mean, Charlottesville mm-hmm. is like stunning, I guess. Um, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> not, not here to talk smack, talk about an entire city. Um, but I I remember the minute I, things started to kick in for me that I was like, uh, I'm a little nervous that this isn't going the right way <laughs> is when I started to lose my cell reception. And I was like, we're never going to get out of here because <laughs> there are so many different turns we're taking and maps is not going to be able to get us back home. That's my thought. That is literally what I'm thinking about. But I'm like, you know what? Don't think about that. Think about the like we're going to the fact that we're going to go on this beautiful hike. Meanwhile, I'm like the photos, <laughs> the photos and the memories that we get to remember for the rest of our lives. I cannot wait for these photos. But did we go on a hike, Lexi? Did we? <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> we couldn't find the trail. And it was, it was all of our personalities at their peak, just like absolutely at their peak. And that's kind of those moments that hindsight and we said it when and there's another half to the story that we'll spare spare Lexi from telling (laughs) moral like ending Lexi ended up in a cold river (laughs) face first that's all but it was one of those like in the car we're like one day one day Mm -hmm. we will laugh about this and when we run the tapes back we can see so clearly how each of us were operating in our very distinct strengths of a role Lainey had us she was driving trusting the maps but then like when her gut instinct was like we are officially (laughs) off the grid (laughs) and then I'm over here even when Chelsea can't find the trail I'm like it's okay like let's go a couple more trails down like let's really try and make this happen like she is in distress because now we cannot find the trail the pictures that she's dreaming of will not happen (laughs) also like this was her idea like she was the one who was trying to put this all together we had other things we could have been doing but no we wanted to go on this hike and like you were so excited about it (laughs) and so it really being able to kind of come back and so yeah if we didn't say it before Lainey's a six I'm an Enneagram nine Chelsea's the beloved two and you know being able to know where your friends and how they process things was like the best thing that came from that trip because then like after that moment we were like we knew we were moving and shaking we were like yeah we're not gonna do that (laughs) we're not gonna show us about that we have learned from our mistakes And I think too, another, even just like a small point about that weekend was the, like, I learned that Lexi does not care where we eat. Like when she said, when we're like, we're going to go get to dinner, (laughs) what restaurant should we go to? And Lexi says, I don't care. She's not saying that because she doesn't want 
to make a decision. She's not saying that because she wants to be pressed. She legitimately does not care where we eat. Just get her there. <laughs> She'll find something. She's not picky. Lucy, on the other hand, <laughs> is a little indecisive queen. And so she does not want to have to make that decision to save her life. So good old Lainey was like, I have two choices, Jules. You get to decide between <laughs> this cuisine and this one. What's she gonna do? But just like, I think knowing people's priorities, like what actually matters to them is so important. And also like, and even post falling into some nice cold water, knowing that Lexi did not need help. <laughs> she did not <laughs> need to be picked up. She did not need to be pampered. She needed to get in the car sit have some quiet time and just be who she was like didn't need anything from anybody actually needed nothing so that's something she needed nothing from it from the two of us besides for the day not to be interrupted like I wanted because yeah. we were trying to go to that really other great place for lunch yeah. and like we I want to go like let us not interrupt the day but it does and the Enneagram can be such an opportunity to like uh, it's just a, a gateway to start to see how somebody understands the world because just because we know each other's Enneagram types doesn't mean that I agree or that's my natural instinct to think in that inclination. Like sometimes it can be really hard to cater to somebody's communication style or like their needs because it's so antithetical to your own. Mm. Yeah, I think it's interesting too because there are just, there are moments that we realize our lives are and friendships are going to be different than they ever have been. And they're, I think the biggest thing that changes all of that is work because it's some, it's nothing that you've ever experienced before. Like you go to class in college, you do some homework, maybe you're in some clubs, have a job, but like doing a true nine to five is very tiring, I would say. Yeah. And when you first start life just becomes I don't know. I just I think I was like so exhausted that I was like I just want to spend time with my people and become refreshed from that, but also like, do I even have energy to be with them? Mm -hmm. And you kind of have to figure out this balance of priority in your life and like how to do it all. And I think over time, you also realize that like, if, so I do events for my job. So like, there are moments where I want to be out hanging out with my friends, but instead I like have to do my job and I can't get upset if like my friends decide to spend time without me. I mean, you guys are roommates too, you know, like that's just inevitably going to happen. And, um, but I think work plays this like really interesting role in kind of being like, it's not as flexible anymore. Like when we're deciding that we're going to Charlottesville, it's because we have the long weekend and like, we want to take that time. We want to like really prepare and um, become tired from a trip to only to go into the work week because we want to spend time together. How is yeah, it Chelsea? Well, I think work completely kind of changed the way that I approach friendships in some ways because I'm an introvert and so I'm working nine to five in like a pretty social role communications marketing and I'm like expending so much energy into my work and then I come home and I'm like oh like my friends have texted me or like I made plans yesterday and now the time has come and I'm like trying to figure out like how to cultivate those friendships, but also take care of myself. And so I think that's why I love having like my core group of close friends because I'm like, these friends bring me energy, but also feel like I'm still in this weird process of learning how to convince my, like push myself out of my comfort zone to go and like meet other people. Um, put myself in a position to make other friends or cultivate other relationships because if work is taking so much out of me and then I want to foster these relationships with my close friends, then what, what 
time do I have left or what energy do I have left to go out and meet other people or do other things that expand my energy? Yeah. And I think it's so interesting too, because it kind of comes in seasons, like ebbs and flows, and it's not always in alignment with your friends. Like yeah, I have, you know, a lot of availability in my schedule or like not a lot of evening things. And I'm like hitting everybody up, but that doesn't mean that's where other people are at either. And, you know, when Chelsea and I lived in our first apartment together, we worked at the same building, not the same place, but the same building. And like, just being able to see each other in those. But then when we started different jobs, it was like, oh, we could immediately feel the chasm of like, she got home super late. And when she got home, I would go to my room. <laughs> and But like, we still wanted to play together, but we had to figure out like a whole different schedule. So we started watching shows together, like finding a show that we could get excited about. But that's the type of like, when you're at different seasons because of your work schedule, like because mm -hmm. of life, then, and when you still want to play with the same people that you were playing with, you have to kind of go through this whole process again of making space for that. And even that process can be taxing because it's like, ah, like a whole new rhythm and rhyme. And I feel like the same thing kind of happens with the seasons too. Like what we can do in the summertime isn't the same thing that we can do in the wintertime. So you kind of have to make those adjustments. And that can just be tough because exactly your point, like I'm already exhausted after my job. But I feel like for myself, just having that balance and to your point, Chelsea, of like there's your core group of people that it's like, oh no, I'll always make time for these folks. Like these folks mm -hmm. always give me, but then as you're trying to expand the other ones for like networking purposes or like, there's more than just two people who would like to see me in a week. <laughs> you know, having to balance all that, then all of a sudden your whole week's packed. And like, when did you, when did you care about yourself? And then when you're like us and when you, we hang out with folks, like we give them our awe yeah. you're emotionally depleted after that as well so it's always it's always a give and take of trying to figure out and it's I don't think I do it perfectly at all so I won't even begin to say like I have the blueprint for it because that's really that's really really tough for me no I was gonna say that exact thing like when Chelsea you were talking about being tired after work and making time I think one of the biggest mistakes I made early on into working was prioritizing people outside of work instead of prioritizing myself as one of those people because I was so stressed out getting into my first job trying to figure out everything becoming the like perfect like employee doing everything right all of the things and also trying to learn what a nine-to-five actually <laughs> looks like that then when I wasn't in work, I was like, oh, all I want to do is like spend time with people, like grab dinner with them, spend my weekends with them, sleep over at places, like grab drinks, whatever, anything to get my mind off of that. And I think part of it too, is that you, in order to be a good friend, you have to learn how to be your best version of yourself too. Mm -hmm. And some people have a really hard time spending time by themselves. I'm not one of those people. Like, I think all three of us are very gifted at the ability to like, to know that we recharge individually and take that time by ourselves and not be afraid of silence, not be afraid of spending a Friday night by ourselves when the world is seemingly doing lots of other things. No FOMO over here. <laughs> but there is this, like, I, I didn't know that at first. I don't know why I like had that kind of a growing pain and what that meant exactly. But I just think I was like, oh, I just need to surround myself with people and feel like I need just, just to like give, 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 give. And all of a sudden I have nothing left in my tank. So you, that's such a vital lesson to learn that within the week, you have to be focused on yourself and what you need. And sometimes the thing right in front of you is not what the priority needs to be. Yeah. And I think that segues into like a bigger theme that I think cuts through both like the Enneagram and work-life balance and friendships or, you know, aspects that contribute to having really positive adult relationships. And that's boundaries, right? Because you named it, Lainey. 
it's it, being able to take care of myself is going to ensure that I'm the best version of myself to show up for my friends. And that's really what boundaries are, right? Like that perfect distance for me to be able to love you the best that I can. And that looks so different for different people and it's seasonal. And I can say for myself, you know, that was like me being in Texas right now was that demonstration for me. Like my life got so hectic so quickly that I was like, I can't really be here right now. And it put, you know, a pressure it didn't put pressure but it like it definitely Chelsea and I had a vision for what our life in our new apartment was going to look like and it just changed it but it was like in an instant like I came home I left <laughs> like I was not, but that was kind of my it was nothing to her but it was like I have to have these parameters right now in order for me to come back the best version of myself and now we're gonna come back and we all gonna be vaccinated and it's gonna be Liddy <laughs> it's gonna be Liddy but, you know, with that, life is about that give and take. And even when I, you know, take that for myself, like you got to give something. And I know that sometimes that does put a damper on my relationships because distance is really tough, especially during this COVID time when everybody wants to connect and I'm away from my peoples, right? And it's like, you have to be so intentional. And that's just one example of a boundary, but like, is hard to set when you're saying it, this is, I'm doing this for myself, even though I know it's, I'm missing out on things. It's, it, some people might not understand why I'm doing this, but like, I know it's so that I can come back the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. And Lainey always says, I do come back really happy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it can be in like a bunch of different ways. And I just think that boundaries are the name of the game and that, can cut through all of the examples that we're giving because if you can name those and communicate then like it makes it easy for the people around you to show up I also think as important as it is it's vital to figure out boundaries for yourself I think the step that leads to really successful friendships is listening to other people's boundaries understanding what they are seeing them asking that of them and living into it and being like, I will not cross that threshold. And also ready for you to call me out if I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one of the many reasons I'm grateful for Lexi is I feel like when we kind of became friends and when we moved in together, I was just at the beginning of learning what boundaries were. Like there's a book called Boundaries. I was reading that. I highlighted the entire book. Yeah. It's all (laughs) yellow. (laughs) Every page. Um, And I, I was like going to therapy, learning how to set boundaries for myself. And I feel like Lexi was always really encouraging in like allowing me to talk through what I was learning or figure out how to set boundaries with relationships Because I feel like, at least for me, maybe that's my personality, maybe that's my Enneagram 2-ness, but boundaries was one of the hardest things for me to figure out in friendships. And I had, like, at points would, like, have this resentment from people that I felt like were asking too much of me. And I like, it never even crossed my mind that I had this really powerful ability to be like, this is what I'm willing to give. This is what I need from you. And this is what it's going to look like. And this is how I'm going to communicate it. But I, I like, I'm still learning that now. I feel like that's not something that just popped up in my brain overnight. Like it's a process of learning how to set boundaries, but I feel like that has been one of the best things that's happened to me and my friendships because when I learned about boundaries I think I learned what a healthy relationship looked like and nobody can set those boundaries for yourself aside from yourself yeah gems straight gems like (laughs) you can't really like the way to put a bow on it like that was that's it and exactly what y'all said it's not easy and it's such an imperfect game so you've got to find people that will just give you grace and be able to like listen to you as you process through that because like we said like we're by no means perfect this is an example of 
like a really insular friend group too and like coming at it at different points in places and times and stuff like that and we could continue to take it but I really do think that like even the further and further you get outside of your friendship circle all of these things are still really relevant like yeah, you know, yeah. it really is important to like know how somebody's uniquely seeing the world understand your own priorities and like know what your boundaries are in relationships because and and icing on the cake nobody can do that but you <laughs> <laughs> which is you rarely think about relationships as you prioritizing yourself to ensure their success yeah, yeah. what we're that's not what we're fed or known for but it definitely is what we think is the recipe for that good good <laughs> mix it up yeah okay but before we go rapid fire first impressions of everybody all right we gotta do the taco if you have it with your friends before just straight up and like what was your first impression of me when we met and if they say they don't remember they lying they straight up <laughs> except chelsea was probably about to say that exact thing <laughs> she has the worst memory in the entire world so i like calling it out just That's say, why I like maybe, maybe we need to switch it chelsea how did we make you feel when we met you Ooh, <laughs> oh, i like this question she's like and suddenly i remember my first impression of you <laughs> <laughs> oh man i think when i met both of you i was i was just like I think I've learned how to meet people now <laughs> when I met both of you. <laughs> I don't think I knew how to like show up in a space to like meet someone with confidence and boldness and like with like me, I guess. Um, so I think part of the reason why I liked both of y'all so much was because while I was like slightly intimidated by like y'all's more outgoing personalities, I think you like made me feel comfortable. And like Lex or like Lainey said, you asked lots of questions. You made me feel valued and known. And um, Lexi made me feel like I had this like safe space, even with a stranger, to process through the stressful time of apartment hunting and getting a big girl job and graduating college. Um, so I think that's how y'all made me feel. I mean, stunning first impressions. I just Five stars. Say. <laughs> it's a 10 out of 10. I think it's so funny. When Chels first told me that she was intimidated by me when she first met me, I was like, huh? How is that possible? I feel like I'm the least intimidating person ever, especially in my first year of college where everybody's floundering and I'm just like, oh my gosh, hi, I'm Lainey. What's your name? <laughs> like, such a weirdo. But for sure, my first impression of Chelsea was I knew that she had gone to like a rival high school. That's the first thing that Ooh. I knew about her. And I was like, so we have something in common because we kind of grew up in similar situations. Um, and I wanted to be her friend solely because of that. And then when I tried to meet her, oh, no. she literally couldn't put two words together. <laughs> like, I was like, and, and not because not now that she was like flustered, it was just a little bit mute. Like there's just like wasn't <laughs> anything coming out. So I was like, okay. So that's the sign that she doesn't want to be friends with me. And that's okay. We don't all have to be friends with everybody. Um, but now I know. Like, I think that that's the other thing that you learn about people from first impressions mm -hmm. is sometimes how they can be so deceiving and how much more you learn about people and what that looks like. And for Lexi, I think my first impression, like I had already heard really great things about you because like uh, Charles had lived with you and she was like this roommate thing might actually work out I'm like excited about it <laughs> may not have had that much success in the past but like this roommate <laughs> thing is gonna work out um and <laughs> then our conversation just flowed it was really easy but I also think my first impression my like lasting first impression was what we kind of talked about earlier which was like I don't know how this girl fits into my life and if she's going to but she's seems absolutely awesome. 
Yeah. And there are just the more that we're talking, I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. I, I, there's so many things because, yeah, Chelsea did have just terrible roommate experiences. So I was bound to set, I was like, set up <laughs> as long as I just wasn't like yelling at her every day and like sitting in her room as if it was mine, like she was going to have a positive roommate. Stealing some clothes. <laughs> But I'm sitting here thinking, like, my first impressions are just, like, I don't think either of you are even, like, the same person that you were when I met you. Yeah, for and sure. It's so interesting to think, like, I'm like, dang, I really thought some shady things. <laughs> They're not the same people anymore. But, like, Chelsea, I we had so much in common, but, like, the chick did not talk. And I was like, okay. And now that I know her, I'm like, she was talking, just it stayed in her head. <laughs> Yeah. you know we both have very similar like family backgrounds like parents that are physicians siblings like we have lots of things in common so I was like cool like we're on a good foundation level and I knew the chick like lavender lattes but I, oh and the other thing I knew she was brown I was like I, I could see it in her eyes I was like I knew <laughs> she was some type I was like I didn't I couldn't put my finger on it but I was like okay it was the eyes she's got beautiful brown eyes I and I was like I know it it's good we're good we're Gucci <laughs> so that was really my first impression of her that was like I can make this work like we could definitely make this work but I had no idea what I was getting myself into like I the personality that blossomed afterwards like couldn't could could not have guessed it <laughs> would never have assumed surprise it's me yeah and then the same thing as Lainey like when you get kind of those tips about somebody beforehand you are kind of naturally um inclined to think some way that's not always true because there's some of the other friends that I got props like I got cues about but I was like I'm not into that one <laughs> it's a no for me dog um but I think for Lainey the only the only thing that's coming to mind is mother goose like <laughs> You were leading the pack. Like, it's like, oh, little ducklings. <laughs> yeah, mother goose, and I'm here to say we love to ride. I don't know why that's the thing that comes to my mind, but like, I think it's because I saw you a lot in group settings, and it was always like, look to Lainey, like, what are we doing? And yeah. so I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, she, she's, she's with the shits. Like, <laughs> we're good. So I think those were my impressions. Which is good to know because sometimes you just don't get to know those things about people. Well, and like first impressions are inevitably so one dimensional. Like it's just one meeting, it's one conversation, it's one whatever. Mm -hmm. And there's no way to exude your entire personality in that first meeting. And that's okay. Like I think what I've learned from both of you is like, you exactly what you said, Lexi, like you're entirely different people than who I thought you're going to be. And in the best possible way. And those things that were different than my first impressions are honestly like what has made me different as a human being and has like grown me into the person that I am. And I'm eternally grateful. Aww. And I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we know the episode's over. So... <laughs> Y'all, it's been great. We hope that um, this episode, you got to get a little peek into the vibe that we're bringing and what we value. We hope that you're cultivating positive relation, adult friendships in your life. We know that there's so much more to unpack from here and best believe we'll definitely get to it. Um, but we hope that you're, we're sending you the warm fuzzies from here on out. But thanks for tuning in, y'all. See you next time. Love you. <laughs> <laughs>